Hey everybody, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Boston. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. That's right. And today, um, as for those of you who may not have listened to the last few episodes, we are actually now going to be splitting up our numbers so that we talk about one of our numbers per episode. So you get more episodes coming out and we take a little bit more time to debrief and discuss. That's right. So today, um, lucky number 16, um, 16, uh, my 16 um, is what we'll be chit-chatting about. Yeah, I'm excited. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. I like when I was first um, trying to remember what happened with the story, I like didn't remember all the cute details. And then as I was writing it out, I was like, oh, this was pretty cute. This is pretty cute. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> cute. Um, when so where'd you guys last hear from me? I think the last time you guys heard from me, I was um, had, you know, I just fucked a photographer with a girlfriend. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Da- I kind of dabbled a little bit in the uh, Craigslist, not misconnections, but <laughs> it's actually, it's a good episode. I highly recommend to listen. Um, also, just a note on that one. Yeah. So at Olivia's request, went through some old photos that were taken during those photo shoots. Oh, my God. And they did not disappoint. I, I, uh, the ones I shared, there was like, there were multiple, multiple tears to <laughs> this photo shoot. Like there were like ones I never want anyone to see ones that cracked me up. And then one, and then like ones I would show to Olivia and then ones I would post on social media right. and like the group, you know, the segments just got smaller. smaller. Never show the two meet. <laughs> I, I really I like to think of myself as a confident person, but I just didn't have it in me to post some of those to social media. I mean, I feel like what you did post gives an idea of like what you didn't post, if that makes sense. So I feel like yeah. but, it worked. But you saw you saw the one with the watch. Oh my God, I mean, the that. watch. This guy had props. This guy had his bedroom studio was tricked out. It's so, and like the paperback book and it's like, and like the plaid yeah. sheets it's so Portland yeah. it's so like I have a bungalow and I'm in a polyamorous relationship and I'm I know you. I know uh, I don't know and like one of the shots was like an umbrella and then the other one was like oh like a pocket watch and like it was just like the oh, most yes. random but you said that he's become <sighs> like a pretty successful photographer right in the meantime yeah he has he has yeah his his style is very like um I don't want to give too much away but I don't he he definitely has a distinct style like very high contrast which yeah you know you can see pairs, that, pairs yeah. well with a certain type of photography I but yeah he was definitely learning I remember when um we, we took these photos because I feel like he like normally when you take photos you you edit 
you know, you choose the best ones, edit those, send them over. And I think he just kind of like edited them all and sent them over to me. And that's why there was like so, so many <laughs> cringe ones. So, yeah, totally. I, there were yeah. so many in there that I'm like, this is so unflattering. Like, why would you ever send this to me? Why would you take the time to edit it and send it? I mean, you look cute because like, you know, you, you had you had a cute haircut. Oh, I guess. Oh, maybe these no, are the ones I didn't even see. I mean, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Well, I was kind of getting down on myself a little bit because I was like, wow, have I really like blossomed that much? Like I was like, I just felt like I look at some of them. I'm like, Jesus, like, <laughs> this is so cringe. Like, and why would you think this, you know, this is cool. But then I thought about it and it was like during every photo shoot, you know, there's going to be so many cringe or there's like, oh, you yeah. know, outside the props and stuff of like course. that. Like there's going to be so many photos that aren't flattering. Cause it's like, it is hard to, it's hard to get hit everyone. Right angle yeah. and, that's why modeling yeah, is like so pose. hard or, I mean, you know, I mean, that's like the, the, the skill of modeling, right. It's just, you know, making as many photos as possible, good ones, but I guess I assume, yeah. but that's what I saw on top. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Um, but it's funny cause like he's, he's figuring out how to be a photographer. I also feel like he's figuring out how to be polyamorous. Cause like, you know, he doesn't, it's not that I know I, he's not an ethical slut. I mean, exactly. He's, he's working his way there. I mean, it's just kind yeah. of, it's, there's a lot of amateurism going on in the most, um, charming way possible. It was charming. Yeah. I, I was looking through our old like, um, email chain and I did see, um, like I, I saw his like little poem that he wrote. I don't think I even read it, but I don't know. I feel like we definitely had like a friendship and like, you know, whatever. And we would like share creative work and stuff like that. I don't know. Like he was well-meaning, I guess. Let me just say. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I have no doubt about number 15's good intentions. Good intentions yeah, to get you to pin you down at his as his Tuesday girl. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't want me to be a, their Tuesday girl? <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky to have you as my Thursday girl. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Well, so basically, all that is to say, it was a weird time in life. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I was 22. I was just you know trying to make it in life, and I was like newly to Portland and. I was just like, how do we do this adulting thing? You know, I was looking for a job. Um, I I think I had told you guys in the last episode, um, Olivia, you'll have to remind me. Did I talk about my job? I don't think you started. I don't think you got there yet. Mm-mm. Okay, got it. I was. I've been. I've been putting it off. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, eventually, <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe like the the like. It's definitely the worst job I've ever had. But um, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so I decided I wanted to be a copywriter, hence the headshots. Um, and I was working on like a portfolio and I was like, Wait, sorry, why around. does a copywriter need headshots? Um, partly because like it was kind of like any creative industry nowadays where they're like, you need to have a um, portfolio. Okay, right. So I wanted some like photos for my portfolio. Gotcha. Of you. Less less so headshots, but more like I'm a creative photos. Yeah. Which is probably why we had so many props. <laughs> You're like, I want to look creative. <laughs> yeah, I think that's was partly it. I think we even talked about like, oh, well, like what what is my essence as a copywriter or whatever? I don't know. Amazing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so I'm applying around, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely hard. I'm applying to these places that I feel like I'm like 
not really qualified for because I don't have any experience. And, you know, what a time in life to be 22, recently graduated from college, like have no background experience in anything and like no connections, like in a brand new city. Yeah. Just trying to like make it like who's going to hire you, you know, (laughs) like zero experience. It did. It also kind of felt unfair because I think at that time, um, it was very like, oh, well, we have an internship for you, like an unpaid internship mm-hmm. or something like that. That's just like, well, not everyone can afford to do that. Or, you know, I mean, also just the lifestyle that has to kind of go with that. Um, totally. That you have to just be like, you know, a slave to your job, whatever. And I, w- I was I was not about that. You know, I just wanted to I wanted to support myself and make a living and, um, somehow be doing something that I enjoy doing. So, um, I ended up finding this company also on Craigslist. Um, (laughs) you know, Craigslist was like more mainstream at the time, but, um, they had posted about wanting like salespeople and it just sounded like they made it sound like this, like awesome job. And I went in and I did an interview with them and, you know, they seemed pretty legit. And I talked to their like HR lady and she's like, we really want a copywriter. We're just not ready to hire one yet. We have a very strong like recruit from within like motto basically. Okay. Um, yeah, it sounds like a load of bullshit to me now too, but um, <laughs> at the time <laughs> you're like, Okay. <laughs> At the time, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I mean, I mean, I also know where this story is going, to be fair. You didn't at the time. So you were like, well, sure. <laughs> I think I just felt like I had, like, no other options also fair because enough. I just, like, my parents have been paying my rent. Like, I was just kind of, like, needed a job, you know? So I was like, whatever, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So basically, the job I got hired for was being a salesperson, a.k.a. a telemarketer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so basically it was for a Google partner company, um, Red Flag. Um, Anyway, so yeah, so they're a Google partner company, which basically means that they do pay-per-click like ad management. And at the time, this was like a booming industry and Google like supports this, you know? So I I won't dwell on this like too long, but... This is why people come to this podcast, Mariah, to hear about (laughs) pay-per-click marketing. I know. I know. But it's just, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, it, it like, there's some things about this that seem legit and slash I have like no other options, but I also like hate, like it feels bad yeah, and like wrong or is it wrong? I don't know. Like I don't hate on necessarily telemarketer ship, you know, like maybe it's not the worst thing ever, it's, but it's they had an not, outgoing, but you just don't yeah. want to like work there necessarily. I mean, it just depends, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I worked there for, I worked there for two weeks and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, calls, am I going right? to make a sale? Yeah. You're doing cold calls. And I was like, am I going to make a sale? Am I not? And then, and it's also like, they just really don't pay you well unless you make a sale too. Right. Um, and then kind of while this was happening, um, a, a friend from college actually moved to Portland. He like stayed with us and like needed a job. I got him a job there. Nice. <laughs> you know, it was like, we were both kind of in together. Now you have a buddy, then, which is I think always helpful. I had a buddy at this time. I was, I was, uh, you know, dating number 15, like we were going on dates or whatever. Uh-huh. And then I made a sale. Um, and then I just, I start, I just started becoming like, I was like the top, like I just started making sales and like, um, you figured it out. You got yeah, your, I don't know, like, your approach, your hook. 
your spiel. I figured out. And at first I just kind of felt like I was just like, things were not going well. I just hated it. It was just awful. And then, yeah, I I just started making sales. I got like some big like commission checks and just like really quickly, like in like a super quick time span. Yeah. And everyone started liking me at the office more. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when I first started working there, I was just like, I would just like mope around. And then I started making sales and everyone was like, oh yeah, woo. You know, like it was very like, of course it was a sales environment. Yeah. You you gotta make sales. Um, Of course. That's what you're there (laughs) for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and I got on this like girl's sales team and I don't know, she, she was really sweet. I liked her a lot. Um, and yeah, I just, I like found a spot in this weird place that I really felt like I didn't belong, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I got promoted, um, thankfully after like, I think it was only like, I want to say it was like two months or like two and a half months or something. On the I got floor. promoted to account manager. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> I put my time in, I mean, a meteoric rise for 22 year old Mariah. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously. I don't know like how long I would have lasted, but yeah, it was such a weird time in life. Um, but kind of like while this is all going on, um, I, you know, I had decided like not to hang out with number 15 anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just kind of like bopping around doing this weird job, kind of feeling confused. Um, and uh, Morgan, um, had this friend that she went to grad school with who was going to ecstatic dance. And, um, she was like, anyone want to come? I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll go with you. If you're wondering what ecstatic dance is, and it is ecstatic, not exotic. Um, just to answer the question that you all had. Um, yeah. So (laughs) I had done some, like I'd done a hippie dance class in the first school that I went to in Arizona. Um, which it was basically like she had us on the floor, like pretending to be animals, you know, like it it was like that kind of a thing, (laughs) like doing like dance and improv, you know? And so I was like familiar and we'd done a little bit of like ecstatic dancing and, you know, I love dance. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. Like not sure what to expect, but I was like looking forward to it. Um, and when we went, like it was actually this really cool um, weekly thing that would happen in Portland on Sundays at this church. And it was one of those things that just kind of like thrives in a Portland environment, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. of course Portland would have this like regular ecstatic dance meetup. Totally. And it was just amazing. They had like this awesome DJ, a really like beautiful space. And I just kind of, I always kind of feel like I still do ecstatic dance whenever I can, but I always kind of feel like when I do it, it's like the closest I've ever felt to like a religious feeling Wow! because it just, it like puts you in, like for me, I just kind of feel like I really can fully let go and just kind of like, or I should say like spiritual um, because I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I just feel like I can kind of just like be whatever I want to be Uh in that moment. Like I can do and be like whatever I want to be. And my like my rational brain kind of like turns off Mm -hmm. and you're just like moving your body and, you know, moving to the music. And it's really powerful and fun. And like a lot of times there's really good DJs. Um, I won't get into it too much. It's either you know it or you don't. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm like there's the seven types of movement. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, you either know it or you don't. And so I was kind of having this one part of ecstatic dance is that you can either be open to like dancing and kind of like 
I guess, connecting with other people around you, or you can kind of just like do your own thing. Right. I think the connecting part was always a little bit hard for me because I would just get kind of shy. Yeah. Um, and in this particular time that I did it, I was like, I was dancing, I was kind of being in my head, but I was like really enjoying it. And then I like looked over and there was this guy, um, shirtless, definitely like muscular, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know if I like say six pack status, but yeah, maybe six pack status. I mean, definitely like ripped, um, shoulder length hair and he had an NPR tattoo on his chest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The NPR tattoo. (laughs) And I was like, I just could, I felt like he was like, you know, I felt like his energy or whatever. Like, I felt like he was trying to get closer to me. And then Mm -hmm. at one point I was like, okay, I'm going to like let you in. I'm going to, I'm going to let you dance with me a little bit. And we did. And we kind of like danced together for a while because it's kind of hard to explain, but there's just this thing with ecstatic dance where, you know, if you are dancing with someone, you might try to like mirror, mirror their motions. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know why I said it like mirror. <laughs> I um, enjoyed it. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> express that it wasn't mirror, but anyway. Um, yeah. So after the dance thing was over, he like came up to me while I was putting my stuff away. And it was one of those things where I just like kind of knew he would. Yeah. Like I just kind of knew that he was like sort of into me. It just kind of felt clear from the beginning that we were both kind of like into each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came up to me, invited me to lunch. And then um, we went to Whole Foods with he and like some of his friends from the dance um, thing. Nice. And of course, because that's that was what you did yeah. after Exotic Dance. I, you walked to downtown Portland. and I'm surprised you didn't go to New went, Seasons. Me too. In downtown Portland, the Whole Foods is like more well-appointed. Dominant. It's like, you know, it's right by Powell's, you know? This is true. This is like, true. In that area. <laughs> I know. I'm like judging so your, organic, there. your organic grocery <laughs> store choice. It's like I'm back there myself. <laughs> New Seasons is so much a part of my Portland experience. Yeah, me though. too. Like, That's so. I was like already tasting like the curry chicken sandwich or whatever. I love new seasons. I would just like go in there all the time and spend like $200 on like two days worth of groceries. Yeah, dude. That's when I had food stamps too. So it was like, you know, let it rip. You're like, $15 <laughs> cheese? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> That's what we call government cheese in Portland. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. That is the Portland government cheese. Oh, God. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we just... I. During like the lunch, it was like, yeah, he's like, some of us go to lunch here. So it was like he was inviting me to go with the group. But then he and I ended up talking, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously. And we like exchanged numbers. He was like, I'm from Alaska. So I saved him as um, like in my phone as, you know, number 16, the place in Alaska where he's from. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, so then we we like texted a bit and, you know, we decided to go on a date. I think it was like later that week. I think it was like that Friday or something. Um, so it was like five days later. And um, we went to dinner at like this Japanese place that was really close. It was like in downtown Portland. And I just remember like talking um, and getting to know him. And, you know, he's like he's a very quiet um, but like smart and thoughtful person. Mm-hmm. He has such a unique, interesting personality. Um, he's he just has this like amazing sense of humor and like the way his brain works is interesting. And he's, he can speak like he's, you know, he's a nerd. Like he has NPR tattooed on his chest. Yeah. You know, he can 
the way he talks about politics is like extremely insightful, but he's not, he's not one of those people who has an ego. Like he's very like humble and I don't know, just authentic feeling. Yeah. Um, so we were having a good time and uh, we decided to um, go dancing somewhere after dinner. So we take a bus to um, this club in Southeast Portland and we were standing there. We had just gotten there like a couple minutes ago and we were having a drink and I look over <laughs> and I see my brother's bandmate from Missoula. Oh, I don't know if you know this part of the story. I don't know this part of the story. I don't remember. I'm in this random club in Portland and I look over and I literally see like a friend from Missoula yeah. who's in the club like by himself. Amazing. <laughs> like, And so we just hang out with him and... Um, and then, you know, number 16 and I were dancing on the dance floor. And I don't know. I just kind of like felt close to him. I remember like being like kind of close to his chest because his chest was like at my head height. Mm -hmm. And I think I like kissed his collarbone and then he kissed me and, you know, and then it was like, oh, well, we, you know, I don't know. That was like our first kiss. Nice. It was cute. So cute. And then, yeah. And then we- Southeast <laughs> we Portland rode, Club. Southeast Portland Club. Um, we rode the bus back to um, downtown Portland with like my um, friend from Missoula, which is hilarious, <laughs> like in tow. And it was just like the most random shit ever. And, and I then mean, the, I, the Missoula to Portland pipeline is pretty strong. I mean, still super random is. to run into someone obviously at a club who's just like there and you're there. And I mean, even if they live in your city and especially if they're from your brother's band in Missoula, but yeah, I mean, there's a huge, you know, it's a pipeline. I agree. I know it's like both random and not um when I when I have these like coincidences coincidences in my life I'm always like was it truly random or was it just you know with similar places at similar times like he had moved there for his girlfriend at the time um and so he was kind of just there like kind of you know kind of he had just relocated too mm -hmm. so I think it was like a weird time in his life in a way too um he was like newish um to there so anyway um yeah. So anyway, so that was weird. I don't remember what we did after that. I think number 16 might have come over to my house, but I don't think we did anything that night. Um, so maybe he maybe I just like went home or something like that. Um, and I'm not sure why. I don't really remember why. But I do know that um, a couple nights later, you know, I think he I think he's like, yeah, he's like, why don't you come over to dinner or something like that? And um I kind of like knew that this was going to be the night that we had sex. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I go over to his invitation. house and the dinner invite. Yeah. When I like go, the I home cooked why, meal, like, I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't it be that first night out is the question. Um, maybe there was like a reason or I, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So he, he lived in this like really awesome apartment that was over by in Goose Hollow. Oh like you're, yeah. You're you're not gonna like get this episode unless you know Portland <laughs> but like if I can explain a little bit like I think one of the things I like about Portland is it's so close to nature and some areas of Portland are kind of like infiltrated by mm -hmm. nature and you know Oregon has like lots of plants and it's like a very lush state mm -hmm. um so this part of Portland in particular it's like right by downtown Portland but at the same time it's like right by like there's like tons of parks and forests and trees in that area. Yeah. Um, it's so true. it's kind of like this weird like meeting of like nature and city. 
Um, and he lived in this like older apartment building that was just like very cool. Like just the fact that it was old and kind of like quirky. Um, and so I go up there and he's like, kind of like we're cooking dinner and I'm just kind of like, all right, like I'm like ready to get this going, you know, <laughs> trying to like start the like steamy makeout sesh. But he was kind of like being a little bit like coy, you know, he was like drawing it out a little bit. And I think he even just said, he's like, let's take our time or something like that. Um, and I'm not sure if this was why, but he hadn't, I think I might've been his like first serious girlfriend. Okay. Um, and so he was, yeah, he was like a little bit, he had like an innocence about him. If, if I can say that without sounding creepy, like he had like a pureness about him. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like he'd like had sex before, but he was just, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's just like, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, he had like this, uh, I don't know, just a goodness, a goodness about him. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was like, let's go for a walk. And so we went for a walk like behind his apartment. And um, we there was a spot where you can kind of like climb up onto the roof of this building and then you can get like this awesome view. And so we went up there and we like laid down and we looked at the stars together. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, I know it was like I'm I for example, like just the fact that he like wanted to like draw it out, it was just like really sweet and but not in like a douchey way. He wasn't like one of those guys who was like those Portland guys who was like, I'm a poet and I want to, you know, like, right. like it wasn't like that, you know? Right. He wasn't trying um, to like, control the situation or something like that, but he just was trying to enjoy it yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. And then, yeah, and then we went back to his house and and boned. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it was, it was super romantic. Um, and yeah, like, as I mentioned, you know, I just fell in love with him. Like he, he was such a unique person. Um, he, I feel like he kind of taught me at this point, like what, how, like how good love can be, like how positive and like pure it can be because he just had really healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, and and he like he had like a really good relationship with his mom and his dad and his sister, but not in like a creepy way. Right. <laughs> and so he just was he was just like very sweet, but also he wasn't like he was kind of a good balance for my personality in that he was like a little bit more like logical minded. Um, and I was able to kind of fully be me, you know, mm-hmm. be like expressive and kooky and, you know, whatever. Um and he was actually, he was a fisherman. Um, so he, during the summers, he went back to Alaska and did commercial fishing. And then he was going to school. Um, he was getting his, um, he was doing his undergrad in Portland. I think he was like 21 when we met actually, which is like really young. He was a little bit younger than me. Okay. Sounds so young when I say it that way, actually. Um, but yeah, Amazing. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, part of why he felt so young. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm like, so now that I think about it, like, he's really like he young. wasn't very experienced. I think, <laughs> I think he turned, he definitely turned 22, like, probably six months into us dating, though, because, yeah, I met him in like March. His birthday was in September. So, like, oh, I I is guess, that, that doesn't make is that why he was so virginal? Because he's a Virgo, dude. He's a Virgo. Yeah. Forever, um, forever virginal. Anyway, yeah, exactly. And I feel like that month was just like such a great, that was such a great time in my life um, in that way. Like the job part was weird, mm-hmm. 
But falling in love with him was amazing. Um, we set up a tent mm-hmm. in my bedroom <laughs> and we like slept in there and he would like come sleep at my house like all the time. And I think at one point I was like, oh, well, we hung out tonight. Like, should we hang out tomorrow? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's too much. And he's like, no, I think we should hang out as you know, he's like, I want to see you like tonight and I want to see you. I think it's totally fine if we hang out, you know, every day or whatever. Like it was cute how he said it. I don't remember exactly like his yeah. phrasing, but it was really cute. It was just like he was very um, comfortable with he was very securely attached. He was very comfortable with saying like, no, I want to see you and I want you to be in my life and I'm going to treat you well and prioritize you and you know, make you feel loved. And if you are being a brat, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to not stand for that either. You know, he was very like, yeah, very healthy in that way. Yeah. And so, yeah. So what a gift we ended up. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It honestly was a gift um, because as I had mentioned in the last episode, you know, I still had weird shit going on with uh, number five. Right. And um, so we dated for a year and a half and we were very much in love and you know we were I would say a great couple we had a lot of fun together and we did a lot of like fun activities and adventures and Mm -hmm. um, about a year after we met I moved out of my apartment with Morgan and moved into a he was had actually been living in a studio (laughs) in northeast Portland and so I moved in with him and that was just like a very fun hipster period of our lives we were both like living in the studio apartment um and yeah I had like tried to quit my job um because I just felt like it was kind of a toxic environment but but they'd like begged me to stay and said we'll promote you to copywriter and so I decided to stay okay hired internally so I'd finally gotten that copywriter gig and I guess that's where I'll leave it oh my gosh Yeah, this is, it's so interesting how like sometimes these things happen in in your life where you just, you have the most amazing, beautiful love story with somebody. And then at the same time, you know, you're kind of trapped in a shitty job or, you know, there can be other things in your life that just are, are really fucked up, which I think is just, you know, good to remember sometimes I think when you really want to be in a relationship or something and you're not you're like if I could just have that you know everything would be would be fixed but it's like everything's happening at once all the time you can have your little hair tie tree you didn't talk about the hair tie tree or rack or holder hair tie rack oh yeah yeah well I mean so I wasn't sure what to how far to go with it because I wasn't sure what to put in the next one but I'm sorry I'm sorry I guess I will no I think I will go a little further with it no I will go a little further with it like it was just um so we lived so when we lived in that apartment we lived um right next to this it was called the rose park and you know the roses were blooming and you know we would just every weekend we would just like go have picnics with our friends and like, you know, and, and we, he had like shoulder length hair. I loved his hair. And, you know, we, it was like, we had, we both had ponytails. <laughs> I guess what you're referring to is like, you know, we had our little ponytail holders <laughs> and we kept them. It's it actually sounds really weird to even, it's out of context weird to say. I don't know how you brought it up the last time, but maybe it was it was just such a great image. 
Well, did you read, did you read my poem? I wonder if that was it. Oh yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. Because I wrote this poem about it. Like late, like I, I guess I just for so long, like it will always be, it will always have this like weird little like happy nostalgic place in my memory, us living together Mm -hmm. in this apartment because it was just kind of this like, just like beautiful life. And, but it was also like, maybe I should have realized that it would end, you know, that it was like temporary. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were just like little things that I loved about um, our life together. And yeah, I don't know. Like that was, that was partly one of them. Just like our little house that we had, like our little one bedroom apartment. Like we hung this curtain um, by the bed so that it would feel like we had like more separation. And (laughs) yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but it kind of felt like we would be together forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it felt like one of those loves because it felt like it just felt like, I don't know, I feel like he made sense to me and I think I made sense to him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, he was just such a one, like a, a great person. Yeah. Um, so there were no, there were never any like hard feelings between us, which was, which is interesting. Um, so, yeah, but I have... I think I will save the story of how we uh, how we fell apart for the next episode. Cool. Yeah. Leave something there, I guess. We didn't really fall apart, I should say, though. We didn't really fall apart, but, you know, our next chapter. Yeah. Things happen. Things happen. Yeah. Things happen. Episode after episode. Uh, amazing. I love number 16. All right. Such a fan. Well, thanks for listening. We'll... Uh, Catch you next time. That's right. In no time at all. I guess. <laughs> <laughs>